are listening to the Performers and Creators Lab podcast. I'm your host, Holly Shaw, hypnotherapist, best-selling author, and creativity coach, helping you to find your edge. Hey, all you performers, all you creators, all you actors, comedians, musicians, dancers, change makers, and subtle heartbreakers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is Holly Shaw. Hey, you guys, what what is inspiring you these days? I'll tell you what's inspiring me is Oakland is about to experience its very first comedy festival, the Oakland Comedy Festival, the very first annual Oakland Comedy Festival is coming up mid-October. October 18th is when it launches. I'm so excited about this. And as you guys know, I've been in comedy. I've been doing stand-up comedy uh, more or less this year since February and um, been having a lot of fun with that. We have an amazing comedy scene here that's just growing here in Oakland. So I was really excited to see that there's a festival happening. So I said, hey, why don't I get the people involved with this festival, some comedians from the festival onto my podcast? And so that's what I did. And if I sound a little rushed and crazy, it's that I am racing the clock right now. Bay Area is about to experience like a PG&E shutdown. And I don't think I have fully you know, grokked what this means. I have, I can't, I can't even get around you guys. I just had knee surgery last week. I'm feeling a little flustered. I really wanted to get this out in order to um, help promote the festival. So I, it is 11.49 a.m. And I still don't totally know, but I think my power may be shutting off for up to five days. Um, at noon. So in 11 minutes, I'm trying to get this done. Okay, I'll stop talking about it. The Oakland Comedy Festival is coming up. And to join me here today on the show, um, I got to speak with uh, Shoshana Howard. So I'm going to be sharing that conversation with Shoshana Howard, who is the producer of the event. Amazing lady. I just like, who takes on this task? I'm just so impressed with her. And she was a lovely person to meet. And then comedian, Bay Area comedian turned L.A. comedian Andrew Orlofo. He is uh, he just moved to L.A. So we talk about that. And he was just on the James Corden Tonight Show. So uh, so he's doing pretty well. I, I would say he's uh, he's up there. It was fun to talk to him about comedy, you know, and about his life, the comedy lifestyle, doing doing it at that level, um, what that's like. And we also had a chance to talk about Oakland's Comedy Festival. So it's it was a great conversation. So here's that conversation with Shoshana Howard and Andrew Orlofo. What has been the hardest thing then for comedy for you? What's been the hardest thing? Just making money. That's literally the hardest thing. I mean, like, yeah. I don't need, I don't really care to like, I mean, like, I didn't get into it for the money, so that wasn't, like, a thing. But a lot of the stuff, like, if I have to, like, travel, it's like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> I don't have, like, enough to buy plane tickets or whatever. I mean, now it's, like, getting better because I'm, like, I'm touring colleges. But for, like, mm -hmm. to, like, go out to, like, so I'll do a lot of festivals. Mm -hmm. Festivals don't pay you anything. You just go and, like, I have to travel to, like, I was just in North Carolina. I didn't get anything. From that, I and just you had to, to out perform. of your own pocket. 
yeah, get I there, just there and to stay there perform because if when you do these festivals like sometimes there's like big bookers from like other festivals or industry from like comedy central oh, sorry oh that's my reminder to check into my flight <laughs> i'm going to arizona tomorrow for college oh right on yeah but yeah so i all these festivals you're doing these in hopes of like oh you'll get something big right like, like a sketch fest that's where i got like management and stuff so like people that don't live in san francisco or if they live in new york they have to fly to here for zero dollars <laughs> yeah and then yeah it's are you tuning into your flight right now <laughs> i want that a okay a one a, yeah because uh, i always fly, i always fly southwest everyone so. listening please hold while I <laughs> keep this in so that they know <laughs> it's very important this Maybe is the southwest will sponsor you <laughs> yeah southwest. it's the real life of a traveling yeah. comedian uh, i hate because i i hate getting like Terrible seats. Oh no! Do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> I have one minute left till I can check it. <laughs> Am I wrong in this? No, I always forget. Did I'm actually it? impressed that you're doing I it. Know. Yeah, I know. I fly a lot, and I hate like because uh, it sucks. I always try to get the exit row or not like the, the emergency. The emergency because the seats are. So you're you know, expecting people to trust you. With their lives? I mean, I verbally say yes every time so I can sit there. <laughs> they ask they you, don't it's know. A big that you're a stand-up comedian and you're joking. Exactly. You'll yeah. just make jokes and... They ask, they're like, do you... the agony. <laughs> you know, when you sit the exit row, they're always like, I need a verbal yes to like do it. I'm always like, yeah, but then there's like people next to me, I'm like, I don't trust this person. So even <laughs> but it's not up to me. Do you ever stand up on the plane and tell some jokes? Hell no. Uh, I've had, uh, what's it called? Let's go. Let's see what I got. <laughs> ah, B5. B oh, that's because we were talking. Right on the, on the yeah, I set an alarm for it. Wow. That's Keep it must be other people setting an alarm yeah. for it. Well, I mean, the, then you could also like pay extra to check in uh, early. And yeah. Uh, a lot of people do that. that. Yeah. Oh, that's lame. Uh, I have seen multiple, uh, what, are those, what are the people called that do the drinks? And <laughs> Keep forgetting. Flight attendants? Flight attendants. Yeah. Uh, I've seen multiple flight attendants do sets. Like, yeah. During oh, the announcements. Okay. Yeah. Like, I've seen one guy, he did his announcements, and then after, he's like, I'm going to tell a few jokes, and he did, like, two minutes. Nice. It was okay. Like, <laughs> I I didn't want to hear it, but I'm sure. <laughs> and I listen to this shit. And as a comic, I'm like, please don't do this, you know? <laughs> but I the the people enjoyed it for the most part. And then after we got off, I was just like, nice that dude. Just to be nice. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What advice do you have for new comics? Like, don't do sets on in-flight yeah, speakers? Yeah, don't do that. Uh, just get up as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started, I was getting up, like, three to uh, six times every night and just hopping from bar to bar because the more you do it, the more you'll get better. And, mm-hmm. uh, don't be don't be a dick. Be a nice person. Because <laughs> I book a lot of people. Like, a lot of the 
a lot of because since the scene here is so small, or it's not small, but it's like smaller than LA and yeah. New York, and there's no industry, there's no pressure here, so a lot of no one really cares about lineups that much. To where sometimes I just book up people because they're really really nice. I'm really really nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, come do my show. <laughs> book me. Um, yeah, that's that's good to hear though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think I agree like it and an artist like the whole any artist I think it's like you don't realize like I feel like two most important things are showing up and like not being a dick mm-hmm. like if you could do that you know showing up when you say and it's like it can, just takes you so far and of yeah. course talent is great you yeah know? but it's like I don't think talent makes up for being a dick mm-hmm. personally that's just me getting in my two cents <laughs> um uh blah 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 uh it's a funny question um yeah like i got nothing on you man like i got i I didn't get any like juicy there's nothing like juicy or dark about you out there in the world that i can like pull from like (laughs) i'm used to yeah fuck you man i deleted all my tweets but i'm like used to like taking people into like tell me about that time when you cried on stage oh yeah broke down have you ever cried on stage (laughs) no (laughs) no Uh, i've never even seen anybody cry oh i have seen people cry on stage really like for real comics yeah (gasps) tell me about it um I, well, this one, I opened for some guy at the San Jose Improv, and, like, he does a bit about, like, how his mom passed away, and then he just start crying. Really? Yeah. And then it ended up being, like, a uplifting thing at the end. I don't know if he planned to cry, but he did cry every single show <laughs> that we did together. So. Wow. But, uh, it's more, almost more like theater than, yeah. than comedy. Or he was actually sad. But yeah, maybe he's working through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Have you ever had like girlfriends get mad at you or boyfriends or? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I first started doing comedy, I was living with an ex-girlfriend and then mm-hmm. I started doing it a lot more because I really wanted to do it. And then she broke up with me for it because she did. She already, she was like a lot older than me at the time. So like, we, we, I was, she was like, I was 21 and she was like 27, I think. Mm-hmm. And she, I was living in her house that oh. like she bought <laughs> and she had like her career already. And then like, I didn't. So she was like, no, you're not going to do this. Or I was like, okay. <laughs> and I just kept doing it. <laughs> then we were right on. That's do the you, only time. Do you, well, it's kind of hard to date a comic who's out like constantly every night of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you ever talk? Did you ever talk about your girlfriends or on stage? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. And do it's you get bad, their though. permission first? Or? No, <laughs> it's not bad. It's not like a, I'm not like telling secrets or anything. It's, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Keep digging. I know. Yeah, you'll get there. So. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm like, like chipping. I else. did murder that guy. Oh. Once. <laughs> um yeah god i don't know if you could do this this is such a funny question right now that i'm gonna say it anyway it's so cheesy if you could do one thing to make the world a better place for artists what would it be take me out of it (laughs) (laughs) um 
No, wait, what? <laughs> if I could do one thing to make the world yeah. a better place for artists. I kind of get the sense of like, you don't give a fuck about anyone else. No, I'm just kidding. It's also true. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, just, I would just let people exist without getting mad at somebody for what they said. <laughs> for what they say on stage. Yeah, I guess. Well, that would be a good thing, right? Yeah. Do you, um, yeah, I mean, like, what would you do if you could make comedy better? If you could make the comedy world better? What do you hate? What are you tired of seeing? What do you, what makes you annoyed? Um, what makes me annoyed? Uh, a lot of comics. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, I, the comedy world isn't like that bad like you, there's nothing really I would change cause like it's constantly evolving anyway like I don't know what's next mm-hmm. in like the next couple years like, yeah things have changed since I first started to where like oh that's gone already <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. like forms of like comedy like that I like saw coming up in the Bay Area kind of just like went away after a while there's like a huge like alternative like alternative comedy when i first started was that's like what people wanted to do huh which is like fun characters which i like i think it's great but that kind of like that was around for like two years and that kind of just like went away i mean it's still around but it's not as like yeah here at least in the bay area there's not that much anymore uh-huh um yeah so I don't even know where we were at. What are we what am I answering? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what do you what would you characterize Bay Area comedy as? It's so great. I it's so it's weird. It's weird right now. But it's in a good way. Yeah. Um because tech at moving into the Bay Area is like kinda it kinda like puts steroids on the Bay Area comedy scene. Just mm. because um everyone that lives in the bay area now is like a 20 year old like 20 like to 30s with like a like working in tech yeah having like a lot of money which yeah. sucks because like artists are getting pushed out mm-hmm. and like it it's terrible <laughs> like it, like you've seen like what's going on out here and but at the same time they are the best audiences yeah and they have the money to spend to go to these shows so there, I, there's way more shows right now than there have ever been since I've been around Yeah. than open mics. Like, there's barely any open mics, but there's so many shows because why run, like, a shitty open mic where you or you just run a great show, put it up on just, like, a few key websites, have a sold-out audience? Yeah. So people are running a lot of shows right now, not a lot of mics. Um, and it's also crazy because, like, a lot of the comics that are starting right now are super rich you know they used to be like when i first started it's like oh comics like like they're all waiters or they're all like artists like on the right, side right 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 lift uber now it's just like oh i'm an engineer <laughs> i know that's I'm crazy a programmer. like it's crazy yeah it's kind of weird to see huh so yeah it, it is very weird but uh shows have never been better since i've been around there's, oh. there's so many great shows in the Bay Area that like outside of like clubs they're almost like just as good as clubs yeah because I don't know if you've ever been to the setup the setup in San Francisco yeah Yeah. it's like in the tenderloin in the basement of like this bar 
and it's it's seriously the best show. It's my favorite show in the Bear. Right on. Because it's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It's not a club. It's just like these two guys who yeah. just run a really efficient show. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Love it. So you quit your day job today? Is that what you did? Uh, yeah, I put in my two weeks like a like a like early this month, but then I was like in LA for a while, so I didn't finish it, and then I came back because I moved to LA like a week ago. Oh my god! Yeah, or two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, and then now I'm here just finishing that up, and I go back to LA on Saturday. So moving to LA as a comic from the Bay Area, you've you've gained a lot of traction. I mean, you were just on the James Corden show, but like, yeah. do you feel like in some ways you have to start over, or no? Uh, at this point, a little bit, yeah. But I mean, like so far, it's been fine. Like, I mean, I'm not, I don't have my shows anymore that I run, but right. it's still, I like the area that I live in. I live in Glendale. It's nice. Okay. Uh, it's cheaper than here, mm-hmm. so. It hasn't really hit me yet, but it's so far it's fun. I still get yeah. booked out there. And yeah. It's not like I, I don't know anyone out there. That's good. So, yeah. And and tell me like a little bit about, like, I'm sure everybody wants to know what that experience was like being on TV, uh-huh. the Tonight <laughs> Show, with James Corden. Like, what, have you, had you ever done that show before? No. Was uh, that your first kind of like kinda, TV show? It was my first national tv i okay. did something for amazon prime like months ago uh that one was interesting uh it wasn't as cool but uh yeah that's like my that was my first tv thing oh okay this one yeah it was just weird because they like treated me really well <laughs> <laughs> they like picked me up from like <laughs> it wasn't a limo but it was like a like this black cadillac and they picked me up from my house took me to the studio damn yeah nice pretty wild uh, met the, all the guests. They were all really nice. Kirsten Dunst was great. Uh, who else? Billy Porter was. <laughs> that dude was crazy. He was great though. Give me a hug. Nice. I mean, it was nice one. <laughs> nice. And do they do they like review your script before you go on a show like that or? Um, kinda. So the way I got it was I sent them a ten minute clip, mm, and then okay. they just gave me a notes on like. Originally, my manager and I sent it as like a just for fun, just to see what would happen. And then mm-hmm. the guy at the booker was like, "Yeah, let's just do it." And then mm-hmm. they sent me like they wrote out the set and just put yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, mm-hmm. like what I can say. And then he was like, "Send me four, uh, like a four minute of what jokes I want." So I sent it to him, and then yeah. And, and they were like, it. yeah, come on. This <laughs> is fine, yeah. Wow. That sounds, yeah. Not too bit. many notes, though. I don't really, yeah. They they just wanted specific bits. They didn't say I couldn't, like, say, because I don't really say anything ridiculous anyway, so. Yeah, that's true. They just picked four bits that they really wanted. Cool. Yeah. It seemed to go really well. I, I watched it. It looked great. Yeah. It's, it's weird, because it's like 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Uh, James is really nice about it, though. The way he set it up was I was behind the curtain and then he was like, okay, it's 4.30 in the afternoon. All of you are sober, maybe. And <laughs> this is the worst thing for comedians. This is the worst environment. Nobody wants to do this. So I just need you to give him more energy than you normally would at like a club. And then he introed me and then it was just like, okay. I see. I yeah. see. So they give you that tip that it's like you're going to need a little more. Yeah. 
energy. Yeah, I've never gotten that good of a response on that set ever. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, do you feel like because the audience is there and they're kind of primed to laugh, like they yeah, for yeah, sure they yeah. warm them up and they tell them to laugh. <laughs> yeah, because that set so. was originally the when we he wanted the booker wanted me to do four and a half, and then when we ran it, it was only like four fifteen, so mm. we thought it was going to be like an issue that I was going to go short, and then day of. When we did it, when we filmed it, it ended up being like five, just because like the response, good laughs and stuff yeah. that you can't always count on, but yeah. you don't always, yeah, yeah. That, that said, has never gotten that ever. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it shouldn't ever again. <laughs> I was running it for like weeks, and it was it was like it was short every time, but whatever, <laughs> I'll take it. But you'll appreciate it, right? Yeah. The laughs in the places that you're like, that's not even funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what's next for you? I mean, are you working on the longer forms? Do you do like uh, longer? Yeah. Well, I've, like, uh, I'm just doing a lot of club stuff now. Just mm-hmm. while I, while I have some heat, I'm, yeah, I have a few projects I like, I can't talk about, but it's like happening in like January. Oh, like, okay. Some, something really cool. Uh, nice. That's pretty much it. And at what point, because like I've seen you around, you know, you're a San Francisco Bay Area, I mean, now you're LA, but Mm -hmm. comic and stuff. And I'm sure like other comics that see you are kind of wondering, like, at what point did you sort of feel like it was necessary to get a manager and to start getting representation? Um, Well, for, so I have two, I have a few different reps. So I have like a college agent. I, I went out for that. Like I, sought them out because mm-hmm. I don't know if you know who Irene too is. Yeah. Sure. I run my Monday show with her. Mm-hmm. She has a college agent and then she was making a lot of money with that. And I was like, Oh, I want to do that just mm-hmm. to make money. And then I sought them out and then now I'm with them, but they just help specifically with colleges. They don't do anything right, else. Right. Uh, management. I opened for this guy, Joel Kim booster at Sketchfest. Mm-hmm. And his manager was in the audience at the time. And then after it was like, hey, after the show was like, hey, let's like work together. Great. And then, yeah, every, and that was in like January. And then uh, that, yeah, that changed like everything. <laughs> really? Yeah, because he, he like pretty much did everything. <laughs> like he got, he got me Gordon, like he got me in the door on like a lot of shows and stuff. So, wow. Yeah. That's really great. great. That's great. But he kind of chose you. He approached you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, he at first he was like, I was. I get the term. I guess it's called hip pocketing, where he doesn't sign me yet, but he will help me a little bit to mm. see what I land or whatever. Okay. So he was giving me a bunch of like writing things. So I was like writing for trying to get staff on like a TV show or something like that. Sure. Uh, didn't get anything, but we, we, I got Corbin, so he was like, okay, yeah. So <laughs> he was working with him for like from like January to like July or August. And then he officially signed me in like August. Nice. Good for you. Congratulations. I feel like it's like, it's a step up, right? When you start seeing things like that happening and getting people on your team. Yeah. Actually feeling like you're not just an artist getting pushed around, (laughs) but have someone to rally for you. Yeah. I mean, it helps a lot. There's no way I would have gotten a lot of stuff I have now without him. Yeah. And how long have you been, were you doing comedy before that? Uh, I'm probably seven years right now. I think as of last month. Seven years. Yeah. That's not a short amount of time. That's, you put in some, mm-hmm. 
some years. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the first few years were pretty trash, though. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really do what? Also, I started when I was 21, so, like, I didn't oh, really, yeah. I didn't really, I'm 28 now, so, like, I don't know, I feel like the first two, three years, I, was just, I wasn't doing much, just because I was, like, a kid still. Yeah. <laughs> do you think, like, I mean, like, what did you talk about when you first, like, I'm so curious. All my uh, jokes right now are just, like, dick jokes and pussy jokes, and I just... Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much the same thing. I don't know if I'll ever mature, honestly. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing, like, talking about going out to bars, because that's what I did at the time. Um, Do you remember one of your first jokes? Uh, I have a lot of first jokes, but I I don't want to say them. (laughs) You're too embarrassed. No, yeah, and they're also, like, super not woke, I guess. Oh, sure. (laughs) Like, they wouldn't do well now. It's <laughs> understandable. Yeah. Was there ever a time that you felt like, um, you know, you wanted to give up or you just like... No, not really. You just kind of kept going. Yeah, no. Uh, I was in theater when I started. I gave up on that pretty quick after. Because I was like majoring in theater. And then when I started doing stand-up, I was like, this is way more fun. So I just... There was never there was never a moment I was like, I'm going to quit this. <laughs> really yeah never once you found it you were like this is this is the best yeah well because it's just about like the way i thought about it was just leveling up a little by little so i take little wins throughout the whole thing that just kept me going (laughs) Mm, i see so i'm never really satisfied so which is like keeps me going like (laughs) yeah i have corden now but I, i still like like no one cares yeah there's <laughs> like, way more to do. like there's they came out with like two sets after mine since then so it's like I, like it's easily like forgotten yeah i can like flex that credit but uh i gotta find the next thing yeah totally <laughs> we also have with us here shoshana howard hey. who's been really quiet yeah, i've been focused on andrews so this whole Take time <laughs> but like um what how did you two meet? Like, how did you, are you a driver of this Oakland comedy festival no. or, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I just run a show on Mondays and she used to come by. Yeah. She still does, I okay. Think. Yeah. I still go every once in a while. Um, basically, yeah, I came by once, uh, like almost a year ago, I think. And sure. I saw Andrew sitting up chairs and I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. There's a comedy show. I was like, oh my gosh, how much does it cost? And he's like, it's free. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. I'm on, I was on a bad date. I needed something to like totally deflect the situation. And so I saw it and became very enamored with Andrew and Irene too. And uh, at the time I actually was thinking like about the project that I wanted to work on for my passion and the Oakland Comedy Festival ended up being that project. But I kind of without you and Irene knowing kind of asked you for approval (laughs) to even do it. Um, I just saw how much work they were doing to even put the show on. Mm -hmm. And I knew that bringing this type of a festival into the scene, it needs to have the support of the people who are really putting the blood, sweat and tears into the work on the daily basis. So um, I got the guts to ask them if they would accept my vision and they said, yes. So they're both, featured comics for the festival and performing a lot i think a couple yeah like a couple shows yeah <laughs> yeah that's awesome so tell me about the the festival's like it's the first ever 
festival yes. that Oakland's ever had, yep. Oakland Comedy Festival. Yeah. San Francisco has one and two and a few that's of Sketchfest and like multiple things yeah. going on, but it's really kind of Oakland's mm-hmm. first Oakland name thing yeah. um, with multiple artists and multiple nights and like a, a festival run. It, and it's um, like, tell me a little bit about like who's going to be in it and what are like the different events. I get the sense that there's a, a lot, lot of different stuff. Yeah. So it's five days over 10 venues, over 30 events, and over 100 performers. Wow! Yeah, so it's going to be, it's a big deal. (laughs) Uh, And the type of events, we have so many things happening. We have the podcast, so Mm. Pier 69 is going to be doing a podcast there. We have a couple of other ones. Um, There's traditional stand-up shows. There are experimental stand-up shows. Mm -hmm. There are going to be improv events. There's going to be workshops and films. So it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a really full five days. That's so exciting. So Shoshana Howard, uh, you're a publicist. You work with multiple artists. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if I would say I'm a publicist anymore. I try not to do PR as much. Um, But yeah, I have a little boutique communications firm called Notice Media. And I work with change makers. That's how oh, I change makers. Yeah. All right. So artists are underneath that, but also For sure. I think there are people who do other work that are disrupting the status quo. Uh-huh. And who do you <laughs> talk very low. <laughs> and who do you um, like what do you do for these people? It really depends on the client that I'm working with. Sometimes it's as simple as building a website for them or doing a video mm-hmm. or creating messaging documents or strategies, um, producing events. I do a lot of that for clients as well. And social media. Mm-hmm. Branding. Nice. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of stuff that people really need. Yeah. What do you, like, how did you get into this work? Like what made you, compelled you to do it? Um, I kind of have done this work professionally since I was in college and it led me through a life of living abroad a couple of times and working for musicians and doing band management and then eventually going into social justice work. So a lot of my background is actually in community organizing, climate justice work and racial justice work. Nice. Um, and then I got really burnt out in 2016 <laughs> after the election. I kind of lost my gumption around actually doing activism work Mm -hmm. and uh I also shortly after that went through a pretty intense breakup and I was like I need something that will help me stay resilient in this time Mm -hmm. and I remembered that comedy is like the most important aspect of my perception of the world like how you can bring laughter and joy into people's lives is super important to me And that goes back to also like when I was a kid, that's like what I did. I did comedy and theater and performances and always was intending on trying to make people laugh. Uh But then I lost that along the way in terms of like my vision for what I want to do in my life. Yeah. But after the election and after this heartbreak, I returned to comedy and started taking classes, Mm -hmm. acting classes at Killing My Lobster and it like revived something within me that was always there, but just very, very deeply asleep. So I'm interested in the lost along the way. Yeah. <laughs> you knew I was going <laughs> to yeah, yeah. totally. yeah. Like what, 
<laughs> what happened there? Um, I mean, I think that's a lot of things. It's like, you know, ranging from like my parents getting divorced to like not living in a situation with money. And so like, it was like, you have to go and work. You can't chase your dream type of Mm. narrative that was starting to be instilled in me. And yeah, just like the realities of growing up and being an adult and having to like pay for things. (laughs) I don't know. I think that's like a big part Mm -hmm. of what Andrew said around like money and artists is like, I've worked with people who are struggling artists for so long and one of my intentions is to not produce things that have that be the case so like with Oakland Comedy Festival we're really trying to pay everybody like I want them to at least walk away with something wow even if that's like me paying for it to make sure that it happens wow. do you have sponsors sure. to make that happen or? not financial ones but please if you're interested <laughs> wow. we are still looking for money okay um, i did a fundraiser okay and uh raised enough money to like cover some of the immediate costs but uh like event venues yeah and that's some, a lot of venues and a lot of shows yeah well we have some pretty amazing venues that are like see the value Oh, and that doing are this, volunteering that their, are volunteering their space. That's amazing yeah. that you convinced them to do that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> I agree. you're a force. <laughs> and wow. I think, yeah, it's just, you know, I want to make sure that people value artists. Like that, I think, is the most important thing to me, not only monetarily, but also as, mm-hmm. like, very significant aspects of the society that we live in and Mm -hmm. I think comedians are philosophers personally (laughs) like whether that be about like your own personal life and like how you're you are reflecting and sharing your story or if you're doing it about broader topics I think and they're very temporal like your jokes from when you were 21 are not relevant now and that was not that long ago so it's very it's a it's an incredible art form to me that it has like so much meaning in the time and place that it's existing. Right. And then it kind of right. doesn't later on. So, right. So you going back to like making the, so it sounds like you really, I should have asked you that question about making the world a better place for artists. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be sort of like your, like me, one of your, you know, like missions, compelling forces and, um, yeah. What was there ever a time that like you remember that you chose to chose to like you just made you made that fork in the road? You know what I mean? Because we always have these like sliding oh, yeah. to the last Definitely. sliding door moments where it's like you yeah. took a turn. You said I could go for this, but you know what? I'm going to stay safe. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I don't think I ever stayed safe. I'm like kind of a big risk taker. <laughs> But like, there was a fork in the road. Yeah. I mean, well, what one the thing is, like, I got fired from a job. So, like, that was a huge uh, moment for me. That's actually what launched me into starting the career that I have now. Um, I was working at a nonprofit, and the boss and I did not get along because I really am just I'm smarter than he is. <laughs> and, and I wasn't very shy about like confronting him about things and one day he just was like you're too strong of a personality you can't work here anymore and and you're I, like can I get it in writing yeah exactly so I like <laughs> great I mourned the next day thinking I was a failure then the next day I was like all right it's time for me to start doing this 
business notice media. Like I got to start making it happen. Wow. And now two years later, it's still, I get more work than I can handle. And I'm also taking on this project with the festival. So, wow. Uh, and yeah, you have a big, a big fork in the road for sure. Well, I mean, what a thing to say, like, like it's like what a nice thing to, for him to say, actually. Yeah. Like you're I too agree. strong of a person to work here. You're like, well, gosh, yeah, I guess then like, I exactly. have to be my own boss. Yeah, totally. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I think so. Too. And now you're going to be working on a one person show. I have intentions of working after on a one person show after the festival. Right. Yep. What is it going to be about? Uh, my life and kind of like a, as one person shows are, but like, yeah. come on, give us some juicy. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was going to be about Andrew's life. Yeah, I don't know. Now I'm convinced I should just think about Andrew more on this. Uh, I don't know exactly how to frame it at this moment, but it's Mm going to be... So, okay, I guess it's going to be broken down by the different variations of my name. So Shoshana is Hebrew. It means rose. It's like a very ancient name. Mm. But I've had different iterations throughout my life. So the first act will be when I was a kid and Mm -hmm. I had big glasses and really, really long blonde hair. And by that, at that time I went by Shoshi, which is a very common nickname for Shoshana. Uh And then I had my transformation where I was like, got rid of the glasses and I got contacts and I cut my hair and then I was Shoshana. Okay. And then now people are just don't want to call me that name and they just call me show. So it kind of like goes into these different acts of my identity. Different acts of your identity. Show as in like show business. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, show house. Do you feel like you're coming out of your shell? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. I think it depends on the the audience. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I got to read the room before I really like show my cards. Do you get to do any hosting or are you just doing all behind the scenes for this festival? Are you doing any? Yeah, no, I'm not going to do, I'm only going to speak once at the like, um, industry mixer that we're having, which is just basically like a kickoff event, like cool gratitude and stuff. And that'll be the only time I'm going to speak. Other than that, I'll be running around, like just making sure that things aren't falling apart. (laughs) yeah you you have your hands full enough I think. yeah totally um that's awesome well i'm excited make sure you invite me to all the mixers and stuff because yes, i really want to um, i definitely want to go to check out the festival i'll definitely come yeah check it out it's affordable it ranges from free to the our most expensive ticket is 30 dollars, and that's the best of the fest show with amy miller who is a comedian from oakland and oh. has also been like growing her career quite a bit cool. yeah andrew's gonna be on that as well as irene too nori reed krista faka mikey waltz and it will be hosted by tony sparks wow tony sparks yep. yeah it's gonna be really <laughs> yeah he's been around <laughs> yeah it's been around a long time yeah cool well it's so fun having you guys thank you thank you so much So there you go. So you should go and get your tickets to the Oakland Comedy Festival right now. Just visit oaklandcf.com. That's the Oakland Comedy Festival, first ever. There's so many events. You're bound to find something that you want to go see. Go see your friends. Go see, find new comics. Just do it up. Do it up now. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you to the composer who composes all my music, Dan Cantrell. And thank you all for listening to the Performers and Creators Lab podcast. My name is Holly Shaw.